This is class two, CD four of four. What we're going to do on the next few pages before we end here is we're going to go through some charts on different stocks to get the point across of what to be looking for on the charts. Okay? Now, these charts are not recommendations for you to necessarily have in your basket or, or anything like that. They're just certain things I want to get across on these charts so that you become accustomed to seeing them on your charts. Page 131, this is American Express. It's a and when you're putting your basket of stocks together, you want to have different types of stock in that basket. You don't want to just have financial stocks. You don't want to have just retail stocks. You don't want to have just technology stocks. You want different types of stocks within that basket so that you have a better ability to find how many trades a month? Five to ten. Everybody understand? Okay. Now, American Express, this is a, all these are going to be daily charts until I tell you otherwise. It's American Express. And what I want you to look at is at, around... Um, October, um, the month of October, basically, okay, you see that the stock came down and hit the center Bollinger Band. It acted as a support line right there a little bit. It hit there and bounced off of that. Yes? Okay. Okay. Remember our moving average lines, the center Bollinger Band is the 20. Then we have a 50-period moving average line. We have a 200-period moving average line. And they are support or resistance lines. And that's what I'm talking about. It hit it and bounced off of it, okay? It came down and hit it again and then fell through it. Everybody see that? Yes? All right. Now, paying attention again to October the 25th. It fell through the 20. But do you see it hitting the 50 at that point in time? Yes? Okay. Hitting the 50, which is stronger, the 20 or the 50? 50, got 50 soldiers there. Everybody understand? Yeah. All right. Now think about it. Isn't that also right about where the bottom Bollinger Band is? Yeah. Which would also be a barrier? Yes. Okay. And think, isn't that also about right where the 200 period moving average line is? Yes. Now think about that. We got 50 soldiers backed up by the bottom Bollinger Band, backed up by 200 soldiers. Stock's probably going to bounce from there. Got a, got a probability of doing that. Everybody understand? Yes. All right, now, pay attention on the 25th, thereabouts the 25th, 26th of October, 27th of October, right in that neighborhood, do you see the Christmas cross, cross, red lines crossing going up, stock car side crossing going up, MACD crossing going up, directional indicator crossing going up, yeah? That'd be a what? Home run fat pitch, where? Going which direction? Up. Where'd stock go? Up, 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 okay? Up, 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 up. Now, as we go through these charts, pay particular attention, because all these are in the, in the transition, are, are in the fall winter trading zone. Pay particular attention to that fact. I'm not telling you to buy American Express in your vault, but if you bought your vault stocks in September and American Express was one of them, would you have liked your results by the end of that year? Folks, if you get nothing else out of this course but that knowledge, you paid for your course with that knowledge. If you get nothing else out of it but that, get your head on straight. It's so easy to do if you get your head on straight about that. Now, 
took off and went up. Notice on January the 3rd, well, first of all, uh, come back to December the 6th, about December the 6th. See, it came down, hit the bottom bowl of Japan again? Yes? And then went where? Back up. Now, this is just a slight rule of thumb. It's not cast in concrete, okay? But typically, the, it's, a, it's a normal expectation. When the stock leaves one Bollinger Band or the other, it gravitates to the other one over some period of time. I mean, it's not going to go there tomorrow, but usually when it leaves one, it's going to work its way to the other side. And you can see that happening again right there when it hits the top. Bollinger Band on about the 20th, 25th of the month, yes? And then it bounces and starts going down, yes? And then once it hit the orange line and fell through, it falls all the way down to the 200. Everybody see that? Okay. I mean, it defeated the 50 soldiers and marching on. It had a little problem with the 200 soldiers, though, didn't it? And it went where from there? How about that? Let's see. Crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up. We had three of the four crossing going up there in January to rise. Everybody see that? Okay. That would be fat pitch. Now, now as new students, you guys are supposed to already be doing 30 practice plays a week. There's supposed to be news plays at this point in time. That's page 19 of your, two, of your class number one manual. You're supposed to do pages, no, that's page 20. Page 19, 20, and 21. Okay, that's page 20 of your class number one manual. You are now to start doing 10 additional practice trades. Okay, now, what you are to look for, okay, you're to find two trades per week on any stock that are fat pitches or home run fat pitches. And you're to do those trades. Two per week practice trades. You're to find eight other trades that are as far away from a home run fat pitch as you can find and identify, do that trade as if it's going to work but write out why it shouldn't work. That means two trades that will and eight trades that won't. Four times the number that won't. Why? Because there are more trades that won't than will. You have to be able to identify them. Okay? There's a, a gentleman in the class. He is, at least through the students, famous, you know, and I, I mean, I, I love him like a brother because he just wouldn't quit, quite frankly, but it's, it's the $20,000 man is in the room tonight, and he didn't get his nickname because of anything endearing, you know, you're supposed to practice for how long? One year. One year. So I think he practiced for three days. And, and determined that he would, he would learn better by doing rather than just practicing. And doing with real money would make it more important. So he started trading real money after about three days. He opened up his brokerage account. How much money are you supposed to open your brokerage account with? $2,500. So that's what he did. he did. He was disciplined right there following that rule. 
Okay? And I remember, as clear as a bell, he came up to a Virginia Beach class, a little chart in his hand, crowd, you know, all of you saw the crowd at break, you know, around up here. He had a chart in his hand. He said, could you tell me why this trade didn't work? And I went, because it's not a trade. And I went on to somebody else. And I heard him behind me, because I'm talking to somebody on my, I heard him behind me. Did you see that? It didn't take no time. I mean, he just looked at things just like that. He just knew they weren't, he just, did you see that? He just knew. He just, just like that, he knew. It was like no time. I mean, he just knew. He didn't, it, it took him a second to know that wasn't a trade. That was incredible. Did you see that? I turned back around. He's still standing there. Same dumb look on his face. Could, could you tell me why that wasn't a trade? I said, yeah, I mean, you only got the stock car side. Nothing else is going there. Wow, that was incredible. That's why that trade didn't work. I said, that's right. I said, but don't worry about it. It's just practice. He said, nope, that was real money. <laughs> now, the thing about it is, what was, what was even, even more stunning was that was like after class one, okay? And the trade he was doing, we're going to cover in class five. Now, where he got the name $20,000 man, he lost the $2,500 before the end of the month. Okay? Before we got to class five, $2,500 gone. But he was very disciplined. He waited until the first of the next month before he sent him another $2,500, which he lost by the end of that month. And then he sent him another $2,500. He did that for six months in a row. Okay? And then he determined he could lose $500 just as fast or better or as well as he could lose $2,500. So he started sending them $500 and losing the $500 before the end of the month. And, uh, and like I said, I, I, I just I love somebody that refuses to quit. I, I'm not kidding. I'm not quitting. I'm, I, I'm uh, dying is acceptable. Quitting isn't. He wouldn't quit. Does very well at this now. Okay? But I remember he walked up to me one time. He said, I'm getting better at this. I said, how can you tell? He said, takes me longer each month to lose all the money. <laughs> he would tell you, his wife will certainly tell you, that you should practice a year on paper. Learn to make those mistakes on paper, okay? Now, think about it. How long did it take me to recognize it was a bad trade? Second. Just a second. You only get that way if you practice bad trades, identifying why they're bad. There are going to be at least four times more bad trades than good trades. And you got to know to not get in those. You got to practice those. Think about it. Find two quality trades per week that work. How many would that be a month? Eight, which would be right in the middle of five to ten. How about that? Nothing by accident in this course. Nothing by accident. Okay, two fat pitches or home run fat pitches on any stock, okay, eight trades on any stock that you can identify why it won't work in the direction you were trying to get it to go, okay, and then you're still your 30 news plays, okay. Now, you're to have a 
you're supposed to be becoming an expert on three stocks. You're, you're never going to be an expert on more than three stocks, okay? All you're ever going to be an expert on is three stocks. And ladies, I use you as a reason for that, quite frankly, or not the reason, but the example for that. Uh, everybody here that is women that are married, raise your hand. Okay, raise your hands, get them up, good night, wave, everybody wave, wave, hey, hey, hey. Think about it. Guys, think how many women I just had waving at me. <laughs> you wish you had that. Now, now understand this. Ladies, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, that's just the way it is, guys. Now, ladies, all of you that are married, raise your hands. How many of you would like to have more than one husband at the same time? <laughs> Notice the lack of hands. One was enough. <laughs> I've only had one person ever raise her hand. I said, that sounds a little kinky to me. I don't think I want to go there. She said, no, 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 Think about it. I got a honeydew list this long. If I could have 10 husbands, I'd get more done. <laughs> yeah, I said, okay, didn't think about that. You know, I got a better solution for you guys. All, all you guys, how many of you ever get a honeydew list? Raise, um, raise your hand. Be truthful, be truthful, be truthful. Okay, look, pay somebody to do that. Make enough money to, hey, here's what you get to do. That's easy, folks. Yeah? You know, pay somebody, go play golf. Pay them, you go play golf. I mean, it's, life is so much easier that way. You know, she's happy, you're happy, you know, they're getting paid. Hey, everything's lovely. Now, you are to have, as new students, 10 to 12 stocks that you trade. A basket of 10 to 12 stocks that you trade. Included in that basket will be your expert stocks. Okay? You start there. You start there. Over time, you will gravitate toward a basket of 18 to 20 stocks that you trade. Included in that basket are your expert stocks. Now... We do an advanced, we, we teach an advanced class in December, but then we teach a, a, a different level of, of, of class. Uh, we call it the RTP class, and that does not stand for Research Triangle Park, I assure you, okay? Um, but we teach an RTP class. You guys, will, all of you new students will get information on those classes later in the year. The advanced class in December is a one-night class, and then the, the RTP class, we, we meet once a, a month for a whole year, uh, once a month all year long to get that information out to you guys. But um, the RTP students are expected to have 35 to 40 stocks that they trade. It's just, and you don't go, it doesn't go beyond that, but that's where it goes to, okay? But as new students, you folks are supposed to have 10 to 12, and then growing to 18 to 20, and then should you decide to take the RTP class, then you will go to 35 to 40, okay? Everybody follow that? Okay, all right. Now, let me get something across that's crucially important. On this page 131, and it applies to the other charts too, but I wanted to make sure there was one on this page. There on about the 25th, 26th of December, you cannot draw a vertical line through all the crosses there going down. You see the stock go down? Yes? New students? Yes? Okay. But you can't draw a vertical line through the crosses there. Everybody understand? Okay. Now, it's critically important that you hear me here. 
one of the students that, I'm not sure where he lives at. He's been in, I don't know if he's been to Wilmington, but he's been to every other class. I don't know where he's from. He's sitting here before. Called him BJ. But BJ was in a Rocky Mount class a couple years ago. And we used to go after hours, get something to eat, and we don't do that anymore. But um, we went after hours, and he handed me a chart. And all, all I could see is the right-hand edge of the page, right-hand edge of the page on the chart he was showing me. He said, is this a fat pitch or a home run fat pitch? Well, that's just an easy eyeball thing. I mean, you don't have to take out a line and draw it. You can see it. It either is or it isn't. Everybody understand that? Yeah. Vertical line. I mean, you can eyeball a vertical line, okay? I said, no, it's not anywhere close. I mean, like, you know, stock RSI was, but MACD wasn't. I mean, one was, one wasn't. The other one was close, but not there. I said, no, it isn't at all. And then he gave me a, a completely printed out chart. He said, look, stock moved eight bucks over the next five days. I said, okay. He said, so it's not a fat pitch or home run fat pitch. What about that? I said, it's not a fat pitch or home run fat pitch. I said, but you didn't ask me if it was a trade. You asked me if it was a fat pitch or home run fat pitch. Fat pitch and home run fat pitch is strictly a technical decision. You draw a vertical line, it either is or it's not. Simple. Okay? There are going to be far more trades that are not fat pitches and home run fat pitches than there are that are fat pitches and home run fat pitches. Okay? I can teach you what a fat pitch is. I can teach you what a home run fat pitch is. And I can teach you how to tell the story that makes it a trade if it's not a fat pitch and home run fat pitch. Okay? I give you a local example, uh, local because I've only seen him in this class except for one time when I asked him to come to Rocky Mount. Um, I've got a student, we call him the hockey player, okay? Some people in the room have met him. He's a, he's a retired professional hockey player. Well, I guess they're all retired right now, aren't they? Okay, but he, he was retired before they all retired, okay? Um, but he, he was a retired professional hockey player and he came into class here in Raleigh a couple years ago class number one in September, and he said, is this a fat pitch or home run fat pitch? I said, no. I mean, you got, you know, like stock RSI was starting to turn up, and MACD was there, but, you know, Christmas Cross was, I mean, different stuff. I said, no. He said, well, let me tell you the story. I said, okay, tell me the story. He said, we're coming out of September, which is the worst month of the year. That's true. He said, we're about to come into October 1st, which is historically a terrific day in the stock market. He said, we're fixing to come into October, which is historically the beginning of the best quarter of the year, October, November, December. I said, yes. He said, we're coming into October, which is currently, or, or historically, the best, or the beginning of the best five months of the year, October, November, December, January, and February. He said, this stock is running into earnings, Okay, the market charts are ready to go up, and for the last seven consecutive years in a row, this stock has moved up $7 the first five trading days of October that goes through the bull market and the bear market. Is this a trade? And the answer is, yes! 
I could not wait to get home to do that trade. Yes, it was a trade. He came into class, the two through five classes in October, grinning, floating in, you know, do the trade? Yes. But 10 options, 10 contracts, it made $7,000 in five days. Okay? It was not a fat pitch or a home run fat pitch, but it was a trade. As brand new students, you brand new students here taking the class for the first time, you're going to start out with fat pitch, home run fat pitch as your really only source, okay? But after you finish the course and start doing the research, you're going to learn to be able to put together a story. So when you have a story and some of the charts there, that'll be a trade. That'll be a trade, okay? But I've had some folks in, in Raleigh, in fact, I can point to a few of them that have come up and go, hey, I'm going to trade October 1st because it's October 1st. How do you think, what do you think of that? I don't think that's even enough paper to write on, let alone tell a story with, okay? That's not a story. A historically event for a day is not a story. The story has a plot, it has several characters, it has a beginning and an end, there's a lot of detail to a story. And there's always some charts in that story, even though it's not a fat pitch or home run fat pitch. You have to learn to tell the story. I can teach you what a fat pitch and home run fat pitch is. I can teach you what things to look at, look for in telling a story. But you've got to put the story together yourself. You've got to put the story together yourself. Your goal, your objective should be, this is just figuratively, not literally, okay? Your objective should be to be able to email me your story and your story being so complete that I would trade it without looking at it. That is your objective. That is the thought. If, if, if I, do I have this story so complete that if I walked up and presented it to Gary, he'd be willing to go put some money on it? Please understand. Understand how I trade. Is the story so complete that I do the trade? If it isn't, you shouldn't be doing it either as story trade. Understand the difference. Page 132. All of these, some of these I'm going to point out different things. All of these you're looking for. Fat pitch, home run fat pitch. Some of these will be story trades. I'm not going to go through the whole story on some of these trades just from a matter of time perspective. Okay. In October, around the 15th of October, this is uh, Autodesk. Autodesk has been doing very, very well. Okay, around the 15th of October, it's on the bottom Bollinger Bands. Yes? Yes, around that area? Yes? Goes up from there? Yes? Around the 24th of October, MACD lines are going up. You could call the stock RSI lines crossing going up. You could call the... Directional, I mean, the Christmas cross lines had been up on top of each other. Now you can actually see the separation right there. That's three of the four. And you could expect that trade to go up. You see that stock coming down on um, to the middle Bollinger Band around December the maybe 10th or 11th? 
coming down, touching the middle of Bollinger Band. And then you see you have Christmas Cross, Stock RSI, MACD, and Directional Indicator, crossing, going up. Where'd Stock go? Up. Duh. We're also going into, just above there, right in the 20th, just above the Stock RSI. Do you see where it says two for one? Yes? Yes? That would be a stock split. There's a hint here. This course was created around stock splits and earnings. There might be a hint there. I actually had, oh, I'm so furious. I got an email this week from a student that took the class six years ago and said, where do you find your stocks from? If I could have reached through that phone, she'd be bald-headed. I find my stocks from splits and earnings. I always have. It ain't nothing new. Splits and earnings. There might be a hint there. We'll talk a lot about splits and earnings. Class three and four. Coming down there in January the 3rd, crossing going down, Christmas cross going down, nothing else could line up. You might get the directional indicator crossing right there. That was a trade. It was not a fat pitch or home run fat pitch. You could put together enough story for that to be a trade. Now, watch this. Veteran students, after the split, you're supposed to be looking for a what? A what? Pull back. Hello? Exactly what you're supposed to be looking for. Pull back. Just follow the rules, folks. Just follow the rules. Page 133. This is Best Buy. Write this down. It's profound, extremely important for you to understand. If your charts matches your history and research, you trade bold there. If your charts matches your history and research, you trade bold there. If the charts do not match your history and research, you either trade the chart with caution or you don't trade at all. You either trade the chart with caution or you don't trade at all. Understand, understand. You may go, and I'll give you an example, you know, the, the hockey guy. You know, seven years in a row, that stock went up going into October. Everybody understand? That my example? Yes? What did I tell you? The charts were set up to go up going into October. Do you understand? Got to trade bold there. Charts match the history and the research. Understand? If the charts had been at the top turning down, you would either trade to go down 
with caution or you don't trade at all. Understand, history has a tendency to repeat itself over and over and over again, okay? But there are times it doesn't. The charts show you what is going on. The charts is what I call the current evidence. If the current evidence matches our history and research, we trade bold. If the current evidence is against our history and research, we either trade the charts with caution or we don't trade at all. Bottom line. Bottom line. Critically important. Now to this chart, it's Best Buy. What business are they in? What sector of the market are they in? Put that way. Retail. Specifically electronic retail, but retail is the answer I was looking for. Now, historically, you can buy retail in October and sell retail in December and win. Of a gentleman in the room, did that. Without paying any attention to the chart. We can look at the situation here. Bottom of the page, this is Best Buy. Bottom of the page, if you go to, just pick out October the 1st, generally in that area, okay? If you bought the stock there, and you, you don't have to worry about the price so much, just you can see the general price on the candles. If you waited until, oh, what to go, December you know, 15th to sell, would you be dramatically happy? No. No. You might have been a, a little bit of a profit, but you wouldn't have been dramatically happy if you bought then and sold then. Everybody understand? Okay. Now, you cannot see the Christmas cross because I, I, I inadvertently left my red brick up there. But under the red brick, I promise you, the red line is crossing the green line going up on the Christmas cross. Okay? Underneath that red brick, see the stock RSI lines crossing going up? Yes? MACD lines crossing going up? Direction indicator lines crossing going up? Okay? That was a home run fat pitch. So if you had bought Best Buy in early September, and then about November 15th, sold your position, would you have liked your results? Yes. Yes. A great deal you would have liked your results. If you did it blind, without paying attention, you would not have liked the results. You bought in almost a month earlier looking at the charts, and you left a month earlier looking at the charts. If you went by history alone, you would not have liked the results. We do history. We do research. But we pay attention to the current evidence. Current evidence is what's going on right now. You may have historic research that says seven years in a row, this happens. Pay attention to current charts. Current charts, they're not doing that right now. You know? We have an addendum um, to the CDs that we recorded. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about that, but not a great deal because, again, there's only ten sets left of the regular CDs. But you hear the piano teacher on there, you know, did research and had, you know, ten years in a row, stock does this, 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 stock does this. But the stock charts this year weren't doing that, but she didn't care. 
<laughs> you can, she just kind of gave herself away of where she's sitting, you know. <laughs> but she didn't care. Just, just, he cared later, you know. Just did the trade anyway. I had all this history, you know, had all this. Hey, look at my history. Charts going the wrong way, but it doesn't matter. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. I believe that was a $27,000 loss. Yeah. You always pay attention to the current evidence. If the history is there and the current evidence agrees, it would have been a $27,000 gain. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Because the current evidence was going against that. The current evidence was going against that. Turn to page 134. Around the 25th of October, 27th of October, somewhere in that neighborhood, you see Christmas Cross, Stock RSI, MACD, crossing going up. The directional indicator was later, a few days. So we have a fat pitch. Did the trade work? Yep. Yes. Went up. Understand. It went up well. Significant. It isn't the size of the move you're determining. Fat pitch, home run, fat pitch. Fat pitch, home run, fat pitch. The difference is how much confidence do you have in your trade? You have more confidence if it's a home run, fat pitch. You do both trades. You do both trades. Okay. On about the 24th of January, crossing on up, crossing on up, crossing on up, stock goes up. Only went up a little bit. Why? Turning into the transitional trading zone. Trading zones. Trading zones. Got to pay attention to the trading zones. It isn't just a chart thing. Trading zones. Got to pay attention. All the stuff, all the time. It's not just a chart thing. Page 135, this is Yahoo. Far left side of the page, crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up. Stock went up. Up and up and up and up and up. Up and up and up and up. The point of this chart, really, is to show you, see how the center Bollinger Band, from September to um, really mid-November, was holding as a support line. You have to pay attention to, some stocks are going to hold one of these better than others and better at one time of the year than another time of the year. It's about studying the stocks you're trading to see that kind of stuff so that you're aware that if this is true year over year over year, then if that's true in your research and you saw the stock back up to the center Bollinger Band, you'd be expecting your indicators to start turning up from that point to do a trade. Everybody understand? Page 136. This is Goldman Sachs. Now, real simple, first, Goldman Sachs, on around the 25th of October, sitting on the bottom Bollinger Band and the 50-period moving average line, which would be what? What would we call that area? Support. Okay. Support, crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up. We would call that a home run fat pitch. Going which direction? Up. Where'd the stock go? Up. Imagine that. 
You know? I actually had a new student that just emailed me, just took the class this week. He's, he's already got his Q charts. He's already, he said, do you know if I just waited on those fat, home run fat pitch things, I'd do pretty well. No. <laughs> I had no idea about that. Now, the point I also want to get across, especially for you new students, I mean the veteran students already know, but about the time you guys are going to end your class, you're going to see this guy. How many of you have started watching CNBC a little more than you used to? Raise your hands. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, you're going to hear, you're going to see this guy at least five times a day on CNBC, okay? And he's going to come out there. His name is Bob Pisani, okay? And he's going to go, there's no volume! And he's just not going to scream. He's going to act like, it, it's never happened before, ever. There's no volume. There's no volume. And you new people go, ah! But you should get a hint by the end of the day when he said it five times. Certainly by the end of the week when he said it 25 times. That it's still happening. I think we need to get an email campaign to him. First time we hear it five times in the first day, email him and go, you said that already. You can stop now. Because <laughs> he's going to do it every day, all summer long. There's no volume. The problem is he acts like that's not normal. There's never any volume in the summertime. Think about it. Everybody's going on vacation. Not just the folks on Wall Street, but everybody else is going on vacation, so they're not trading as much. Do you understand? Now, when you're picking stocks to trade, pick some stocks where the stock market's normal activity helps you. Now, think about it. You're going to learn how to make money when stocks go down next week. When there's no volume to the stock market, that means there's nobody trading. Do you understand? If nobody's trading, who's hurt by that? Brokers. No money coming. If you're not trading, they ain't making no money. Because they can't make they don't know how to make money if you're not trading, just so you understand. Okay? Market comes down, squeezes. So you'll be able to make some money on the fall. Okay? Now, the fat part of the year is when? Fall winter trading zone. Everybody comes back to work and to school after what? Labor Day. Here we go. Market goes up. Lots of activity going on. Who's helped by that? Brokers. <laughs> the symbol is GS. Might be a hint, little hint. Markets, normal activity helps you make money there. Understand? Okay. You're still doing everything else the same. Your chart's got to be there. The, 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 the current evidence has got to be there. But you wait for it to be there and you can make money. If you, get, if you quit being emotional about the trades... And think the process through. This isn't hard. This isn't hard. Okay. And, and again, looking at uh, 
about the 24th area of, somewhere after the 24th really, just after, of January, crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up, off the bottom Bollinger Bands, where'd stock go? Page 137, Lennar is a home builder. As you're supposed to be listening to CNBC. If you're listening to CNBC, you start hearing them talking about home builders, home builders, home builders, oh, the home builders on fire. And some of you go, I wonder if I should look at the home builders. <laughs> Please. Now, you know, 127.9 was what I paid for gas in Raleigh last Monday. Uh, it'd probably be up by now. Yeah. I mean, 227. Yeah. yeah, you all were going, where? Yeah, I got everybody's attention. All of a sudden, you know, what? give me directions. Yeah. What do you suppose been causing that? Oil. Okay. They've been talking about oil for two years. Very few people in this room ever went and looked at an energy stock for two years. See, now you're acting like the public, though, previous to tonight. And some of you better not act like the public going forward. What did I say? After up comes... What goes up a lot comes down, okay? What goes up a lot, nothing goes up forever, nothing goes down forever, okay? When something is hot and they're starting to talk about it, there's probably a lot of up movement there, okay? If they've been talking about it quite a while, it may be very high. And if it's very high, once it turns over, it will be sharp drops coming down. Okay, and again, next week, you learn how to make money uh, up and down. So all I'm trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you that, that oil is going to go down. I'm trying to tell you that when a sector is hot, if you catch it early, there's going to be some good moves to the upside. If you catch it late, don't jump on the train about to go over the cliff. Look to make money as it falls. Do you understand? Be a little more calm about this. Step back from the emotions. Don't, ah, some of you, are, I missed that train. My gosh, you go running down, grab a bicycle, ride like crazy, jump on the caboose just as it goes over the cliff. There was no more tracks. But you caught the train. And the smart folks bought the train for scrap metal just before it went over the cliff. At the bottom, they're picking it up, selling it. Don't be emotional. You missed the up, cheer the up. Go, baby, go, baby, go. Prepare for the down when that happens. But pay attention. Listen for hot sectors. When they start talking about stuff over and over and over again early, Let's be all over that, okay? If they've been talking about something for a long time, now we have to be a little more patient and look for the backing up of that. Do you understand the difference? Yes? Don't be the public anymore jumping on the train. Be the guy buying the train for scrap metal as it goes over the cliff. Big difference in your thought process, okay? Now, 
Lennar. What we're going to look at here, again, we have uh, middle of October, about the, I don't know, 18th, thereabouts. We have Christmas Cross, Stockard's Eye, MACD with histogram. We don't have the directional indicator right there. It's, again, a little bit later. So we have a fat pitch. Everybody understand? Stock went where? Up. Do you see it go up there and hit the 50-period moving average line? 50-period moving average line right there became what? Resistance. Hit its head on resistance. Immediately above that was what? The 200 and the top Bollinger Band. Well, bang, bang, bang. What a wall. Oh. Yeah. Bounces back down, comes back down to the center Bollinger Band, catches some more steam and goes up, crosses those things now. And then in November, end of November going into December, do you see it came down to the 50-period moving average line? As support now. As support. You don't play. Oh, it hit it. You wait and wait and wait. And then about, oh, December 10th. Crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up, crossing going up. Hello? Patiently waiting for the play to get here. Makes you money, folks. Makes you money. You're not going to play the same stock every day. And you, you'll be waiting for one. If you have different stocks to choose from, you'll be in this play and closing this play while this other play is developing for you. Do you understand? Five to ten trades a month is easy to be in trades consistently. Okay? But you might do one trade on one stock this month. It may not produce another trade for you for five weeks. But if you have ten or twelve stocks to look at, Different sectors, you can find five to ten a month easily, easily, okay? Page 138. This is Lowe's. Lowe's, again, the 25th of October, going up, going up, going up. Stock goes up, okay? It bounced off of, right there about that time, the bottom Bollinger Band, very close to the 200 and very close to the 50 period moving average line? Yes? As support levels? Yes? Went higher. When in November, it started coming down, crossing, going down, crossing, going down, crossing, going down, about November the 15th. Yes? Okay. Coming down, hitting the bottom Bollinger Band on about the last day of November and getting a bounce back to the upside. Yes? In January, we've got uh, crossing on up, crossing on up, crossing on up. Three of the four at a, uh, the same time. Going up around the 24th, somewhere in that neighborhood. Stock going up. Yes. It's not hard, folks. It's just not hard. Yeah. Page 139. This is Mercury Interactive. This is a 233 chart. I just pulled it up here so that you understand. There's two candles a day on the 233 chart. If you can see the market during the day at work between 120 and 130 and then between 350 and 4 o'clock, you can trade using the 233 as your decision chart. Everything on the chart is the same way. Is crossing going down? Is a fat pitch? All of them crossing going down? Is a home run fat pitch? If they're all crossing going down except the directional indicator, that would be a fat pitch. Everything crossing going up is a home run fat pitch to the upside. Minus the directional indicator is a fat pitch to the upside. And you can still have story trades when you don't have a fat pitch or home run fat pitch. Everything on the chart is the same. This just allows you, if you can control the time, 
of day to see the market, 10 minutes twice a day at work, then you can use this as a decision chart. That's why it was created. It was created for people that have the control of their time of about 20 minutes to see the stock market at work. That's really why it was created. And going up and going down, everything else is the same. Page 140. This is Taser. <laughs> taser, the stock Taser has been shocked to death. Okay? It's over with, folks. It's over with. Okay? It's a one product wonder. It's over. I wouldn't own it. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't have it at this point. I have traded it, have owned it, have done with his Nolfans on it, okay? The point of this chart, I mean, aside, I mean, we can look at, you know, all going up, all going down, the split, you know, all that kind of stuff. It still applies to this chart. But the point of Taser that I want to get across to you is that in your career of trading the market, there are going to be other one-product wonders that show up. Typically, a one-product wonder has a monopoly on that for a while. And they will rock and roll. You get to make a lot of money trading it. Don't have any thought in your head that it's going to become something that's going to happen all the time on that stock. Make what you can while you can, but then get out of there. Get out of there. Okay? One product wonders run into a couple of problems. First of all, once a product comes out that a company has basically a monopoly on, if it looks like it is being uh, accepted well by the public, instantly, within 18 months, it's going to have at least one, if not several, competitive products on the market, which instantly squeezes the profit margin for the one product wonder company. Do you understand? It's not going to last forever. Trade it for what you can get out of it, but don't fall in love with it. it Taser should never been in anybody's vault. It, this, would not be, this would not give you a warm fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> it's more shocking than your alarm clock, quite frankly. Okay. Uh, understand. I mean, that's, that's the point. I mean, we can still see places crossing going down, crossing going up, trades, going into a split, goes up. I mean, all kinds of stuff like that. But the point of Taser being here was simply to get it across. There are going to be other things like that in your lifetime. Trade them like crazy, okay? Don't fall in love with them. Just trade them. Just trade them, okay? Page 141, okay? This is Toll Brothers. Toll Brothers, if you look around, right, right just before the 25th, crossing on up, crossing on up, crossing on up of October, coming off the bottom Bollinger Band, off of the 200 period moving average line. Please understand, in the future, if you do not buy a stock, I'm not telling you Toll Brothers, if you don't buy a stock in that condition at that time of the year, you need to sell your mutual funds and put your money in a savings account. I mean, mutual funds suck, but please understand, you ain't qualified for mutual funds if you can't see that that's a play. You need to just be in stock. I mean, just be in, in a savings account. I mean, it's just that. Please, please, please. Coming off the 200-day moving average, 
four crosses, time of the year. If you're not going to buy stock there, you need to be in cash in a savings account. Bottom line. Bottom line. And I'm not talking about Toll Brothers. It just happens to be the best in that position right there. But coming off of the worst time of the year, bottom of the Boeing band, sitting on a 200-period moving average line, all the indicators low on the scale, they're all crossing going up. If you're not buying stock there, put your money in a savings account. It just, I'm sorry, folks. It just, it's, just, it's just that cut and dry. It's just that cut and dry. Okay. Now, page 142 is XMSR. That's XM Satellite Radio. Now, just for all of you Cirrus lovers out there, Cirrus lost the game already. They just don't know. It was kind of like Illinois. Yeah. They just didn't know yet. Okay, It was over at halftime. They just didn't know. It, they made it close, but it was over with. Now, the, the, the point is, I mean, they've already talked about some merger things and that kind of stuff, but the, the other reason I want to talk about XMSR right here is you have to think things through. Who just had a big, actually two of them, just came out with a big warning this, this past couple of weeks? GM and who else? Ford. Ford. See, GM has XM satellite radio in their cars. We're not selling any cars. Well, we ain't selling any XM satellite radios then. Do you understand? I mean, they have a pocket version. And for those of you that didn't know, you can listen to CNBC on an XM satellite radio in a little thing in your wallet, I mean, in your, in your chest pocket that, that is not much bigger than a credit card. So you can listen to it at work or any place else you want to be. They have that product available. But it hasn't been so publicized out there that a bunch of people know. Their main source of money comes from people buying a car and subscribing to the service. Everybody understand? Nobody's selling any cars. Oops. Ford has Cirrus in theirs. Oops. You got to learn to think through... Who is my customer? Where do I get my revenues from? It's not just a chart thing. I mean, you got to think through that stuff sometimes. If GM comes out and goes, hey, we ain't selling no cars. XM's got a problem. Do you understand? You got to think through things like that. You got to think through things like that. You know, you know, who, yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to give names, but, you know, who makes stuff that goes in the car? Do you understand? You know, they're, they're, they're going to have less business if they're not selling the car. You, now, I'm just trying to get you to think things through completely, okay? It's not just a chart thing. Yes, the chart things are the same. Everything's crossing going down, it's going down. I mean, three of the things going down, if you look there in end of, middle, of Jan, or middle of December, crossing going down, crossing going down, crossing going down. Directional was a little later than that. That pitch going down, yes? Where'd stock go? Down. But it isn't just that chart. You got to think the whole process through it. Page 143, 144, and 145 are continuous charts. I mean, if, you, if, we, if we had them out of our manual, you could lay them side by side. They are continuous charts. Now, what I'm going to do with these three, and then we're going to get out of here, okay? What we're going to do with these charts right here is pretty simple. This is a chart on the OEX. I use the OEX as a barometer for the stock market. But what I'm going to use this for is to, 
go through and explain the market calendar. It's in your manual. We'll talk about it more in class number five. But I started putting the stock market calendar, the market calendar, market calendar, money go round together starting in 1984. And I started trading with it in 1987. I've been trading with it ever since. Now, it's not right 100% of the time. You only trade the market calendar boldly when the charts agree. Current evidence. You understand? It is a history. It is a typical history. But there are exceptions to history. You look at the current charts as the, the current evidence as to whether it's going to be right or not. And you will see, because I'm just going to go through this. I've, I've kind of got the calendar memorized. But I'm going to go through here, and I'm not going to point out where it's wrong. You'll hear me say what the market calendar says. And you'll see places where the charts do what it says. And then you'll see places where the charts didn't do what it says. And where the charts didn't do what it says, if you were looking at the charts live at that time, you wouldn't have done what the market calendar says. Everybody understand? Yes? All right. Page 143, it starts in September and goes all the way through most of March. That's September 2003, going through January, or going through March of 2004. And I'm just going to kind of go through there. We're going to go through all three pages so we end up the class here pretty quickly. Now, it, in October, okay, it is set, the market calendar says if the markets don't crash, then we expect the market to fly or rise in the first three weeks of November. And that took case, for the most part, it rose a little bit, but not much, okay? It was slightly higher, but not much. Not what we would normally consider flying, okay? In going into December, we expect December can be a good month. If it is, it's considered the Santa Claus effect, and everything is just working really, really well going into a Christmas time atmosphere, okay? And we, we had that here, obviously, okay? We have a tiny backup after Christmas, okay? And then we expect it to go up into January, okay? We expect a tiny backup in mid-January, and then to rise into February, okay? Then we expect a backup in mid-February with a rise into March, and the markets frequently put in a March low, which would be a decline in the month of March. Page 144, going into April, we can expect a rise to the market up until about the 15th, okay? And from the 15th, we expect the market to start declining because of tax time. Got to pay taxes, okay? Market comes down, gets to be choppy. It will, it, it will rise in May, okay? But typically, after mid-May, it starts wanting to head down. You don't hardly ever see the stock market put in appreciably higher highs, new highs to any great degree in the spring of a bull market, okay? Then you expect the market to slide into June, and that, that doesn't mean every day is down, but more of a troughing effect into the summertime, expecting to see lows hit in August or September. If you look on page 145, we expect the market to decline 
okay, bounce into early September, into later, right after Labor Day, and then decline somewhere after the 10th, okay, and then we bounce coming into October. October 1st is almost always a great time of the market. The market can be up or down in October. You have to be very careful in October because the, the markets in October, the, the mutual fund managers have to get out of their losing trades by the end of October for tax purposes. And so they have to be very careful at doing that. So it can be up or down. We have to be very careful at that point in time. If the market does not crash. Now, please understand, you see the decline there in October? That isn't a crash. That isn't a crash. You see the decline in October, and then if it doesn't crash in October, from about the 25th of October, that would start the fall-winter trading zone. And we would expect it to be up from right there. Hello? My gosh. Yes? And so it goes. Year in, year out. Year in, year out. That's what the market does, folks. Year in, year out. And so it goes. You thought, you thought the market was something special. It ain't nothing special. It does the same old crap all the time. Okay? You know? Same old stuff all the time. Ain't nothing new in the stock market, folks. Ain't nothing new in the stock market. Stock market's been doing this stuff for 100 years. Better than 100 years. We do a one-night class in December, an advanced class where I talk about stuff that, that go, goes on, has gone on since the 1800s in the stock market. Like clockwork. You know? It's just, it's just, it, folks, it just isn't that hard. Just in that, if you step back and look at a big picture of things, instead of, instead of getting too close to things, it's so much easier to see. Page 146, I'm not going to do a lot with that tonight, but 146 is what my workspace looks like on my laptop. Okay? And this is pretty much how one of the workspaces that is set up for you on the diskette, if you get the diskette, okay? Um, it, it just shows you a, a quote sheet, and it shows you the future charts we'll be talking about in, in a couple of, of classes, and then we talk about the weekly, daily, 233, 55, and eight-minute charts so that you can have trend, decision, and action based upon this page. And, and please understand, I hate my laptop. At home, I have four 20-inch flat-screen monitors, okay? When I travel, I have to trade on the laptop. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. I feel like I've been stuck in my speaker box. I mean, the whole world gets into this. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But it is what it is. Okay, it is what it is. We'll talk more about that next week. Now, what I need you to do, and then we'll finish up the class. The last page I want you to look at tonight is on page 42. Stocks. These are symbols of stocks that move. You make money trading stocks that move. These are not all the stocks that move, but these are some stocks that move. You got to be trading stocks that move. What kind of movement? Daily movement, weekly movement, or monthly movement such that you can stomach the move. But you got to have movement. Please. Practice what you're going to do. Students all the time. You new, how many of you are new again? Raise your hand. Okay. New students. 
What you guys will do, you'll get started practicing the most volatile crap you can find. Move! Woo! Man, I love this! The second it comes time to drop a real dime on a trade, you want to trade stocks that move like that wall over there. You want to trade stocks like Hormel Foods. The only movement you get out of Hormel Foods is if you eat the chili. You gotta have stock movement. Movement. You don't have to trade the most volatile stuff, but you gotta trade what you practice. Most of you will practice volatile stuff, trade stuff that's not in line because it's not working like it was when you were practicing. You gotta practice what you're gonna do. Quick story, we're out of here. About movement. I just, again, I just celebrated the 21st wedding anniversary, so it was about three years before that, so it's been 24 years ago. I had a buddy of mine that loved to ride roller coasters, loved to ride roller coasters. And there was a new roller coaster. It was one of the first roller coasters, you know, where you get on, you, your feet dangle off of them. You, you understand what I'm talking about? Yes? One of the first ones in the country. And he called me up. He said, Gary, I, I'm going to go ride the roller coasters, and I, I can't get anybody to go with me. Will you go with me ride the roller coaster? Got the new roller coaster. Hang, hang off, feet off of, you know, kind of thing. I said, yeah, I'll go. He said, you're not afraid? I said, no, I ain't afraid. I live by faith, not by fear. He said, okay. So we got go, get up there. You know, a couple things, problem with that. You stand in line a long time. You know, it's bad when you can't see up. You've got to know it's bad. And see, the longer you stand in line, you get to a point in line, you can't get back out of line. You know, so now you're committed to up. And we get in there, we get up, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going, you know, we get in line, we get in line. You know, it's like four wide, if I remember right, it's four wide. And I walked in first, and my buddy walked in right behind me, and these two other people sit there, you know. Brought, my, brought the little thing down over our chest, you know, kind of like strapping us in. Started holding on tight, not afraid, you know, but, you know, because God told me to live by faith, but he didn't tell me to be stupid. <laughs> I'm looking on over at my buddy, and my buddy, he is holding on tight. <laughs> What in the world? Getting everybody bucking. <laughs> and then he turned this color. Okay. There was no blood left in him. I mean, I looked down, see if it was running out the other side. Yeah. About that time we started moving. We're going up and up and up. I'm going, my gosh, I still can't see up. Up and up and up. I look at him. <laughs> He's even whiter than he was a second ago. Yeah. I'm looking up, I'm looking up, and then it got to the point where all I could see was up. I couldn't see no more roller coaster. You know what that means. <laughs> Down's fixing to happen. Oh, man. Grabbed on tight, 
looked over at my buddy. I'm going, help, help, help. About that time, down here we go, you know. Help, help, help. The people in front of me, the people behind me, thought I was afraid of the roller coaster, which at that point in time, it might have been somewhat true. Okay, but you got to understand, we on one of them roller coasters, and my buddy, his head, help, help. I thought he had a heart attack. Okay, and then as much as his head was flopping around, I thought it was going to snap off before we got done. Tongue all stuck out of his head. Ah! Help! We get stopped. I'm still screaming. Help! Then they realized I probably wasn't scared of the roller coaster no more. Help! Now, I learned something very important. If you ever walk up to a roller coaster and they have an EMT station there, there's a hint. Don't get on. The MTs come running up. Get out of the way, get out of the way. I don't know, you know, he passed out for you. They're getting, they're just as calm. Yeah. Understand, if they're calm, it must happen a lot. I'm telling him, you know, he's not that old, and I'm giving him all kinds of stuff I know about him, you know. And, and they're, yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. His eyes roll back down. And he, I love roller coasters. <laughs> I said, what happened to you? He said, did you know that God answers prayer? I said, I, yeah, I, what's that got to do with you and this roller coaster? He said, you know, he said, we walked on that thing, and I was, I was behind you, you know, and I, 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 I didn't think they were going to let us off the roller coaster without riding the roller coaster. I said, yeah, that's usually the way it works. He said, well, I, I thought this might be too much roller coaster. I said, I still don't understand. He said, well, I started praying, God, please help me, God, please help me, God, please help me, God, please help me, God, please help me. He did. He knocked me unconscious before we ever got to the top of the roller coaster. I said, I don't remember nothing about this roller coaster ride, but I ain't never getting on this roller coaster ever again. And please understand, folks, to this day, he has never gotten on another dangling your feet off of a roller coaster, okay? He'll ride on anything you set in, but he won't ride on nothing you hang off of. Okay, it was too much roller coaster. Okay, all point of the story. You don't have to trade the most volatile stuff, but you need to trade what you practice. It's the only way you can expect the same results from when you were practicing. If you're going to trade non-volatile stuff, you have to practice non-volatile stuff so you understand what no movement looks like, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta understand. And if you trade, you know, the most volatile stuff out there, you gotta understand the ups and downs are fast and furious. 
and the turns suck. You got to understand. Do what you practice when it comes time to doing real money. Practice. And here's the, here's the, here's the last sentence. We're out of here. You got to practice what you do like your life depended on it. Most of you in this room will play the stock market. I don't. It's not a game. You need to understand. It is, though I'm a Christian, it is my intention that when I hit enter on a trade, the market maker goes home at the end of the day and contemplates suicide. <laughs> it's a life or death arena. The money you lose trading is gone permanently. You can never have that money back. You might make other money, but that money is gone permanently. This is not a game. It's not Monopoly. At the end of the day, we're not going to divide up the money and start over again the next day. You have to understand. Enter, somebody's money is dying. Either yours or theirs. And you better practice seriously enough so that you understand when you hit under, enter with a real money trade, it's theirs. You've got to understand. You've got to understand. It's not a game. I don't play the market. I make my living there. Because I do, the market maker's living is diminished. When you win, you win from the, from the market maker. When you lose, you lose to the market maker. But there is a winner, there is a loser. It's not a game. It's life or death. It's, the money's never coming back when you lose. You've got to practice that seriously. Take it seriously so that you have serious results. Those that do like their results. Those that don't, been playing with it. Yeah, the gentleman in the room said he had a casual attitude about his trade. Got whacked. I don't play games. Win or lose. It's real. It's serious. Now, I cannot tell you in this room who is going to do this and who's not. But you are already supposed to be doing a journal. You already had that page. That was page 19. You were supposed to be tracking expert stocks. That was page 20. Actually, I said that backwards. 21 was the journal. Page 20 is tracking of the expert stocks. 19 was the six news item practice plays a day, okay? Those of you that are going to be part of the 3%, you've already been doing those. The rest of you almost certainly have condemned yourself at best to the 20%. That's mediocre. You can't wait until conditions are perfect to begin. You have to begin and adjust along the way. Otherwise, you're never going to get started. Get started. This is a doing thing. Get started with the practice. See you all next week. Drive careful.